is happening? Welcome back to an all new The Giant Contraband Robot Podcast. And we are continuing our bi weekly show, our DC anime movie in review. We are doing the third movie in the animated movie verse, um, Son of Batman. Um, technically, now some people, even my brothers, was asking, Justice League Flashpoint does not count as the first. I'm counting, I, me, myself, is counting it within this animated movie verse um, because technically all these movies these interconnected DC animated films started off with this um, technically um, I'm using technically a lot I need to use a new synonym but um, <laughs> Justice League Flashpoint is, ten, um, is the last of the original DC animated films animated features uh, but it started by using Flashpoint it gave them the Warner Brothers animation an out to start doing an interconnected movie universe, animated movie universe. Um, hence why Flash, I chose Flashpoint to be technically part of it. So you can consider that eh, a zero issue. I was going to say, would you consider that like the Hulk, uh, the Eric Bana Hulk or the um, Ed Norton Hulk? Uh, I was using it as comic book terms, so consider this issue zero, the prelogue. Okay. Okay. That's fair. <laughs> and we're in chapter three, which is Son of Batman in this interconnected universe. Um, it came, um, the movie was released digitally first on April 22nd, 2014, and then a couple of weeks later on May 6th, 2014, this feature was directed by Ethan Spaulding, once again produced by James Tucker. With a screenplay by Joe R. Lansdale, with a story by from James Robinson, and this is like I said, the third installment of the DC animated movie universe. Um, this is based off of something I do have um, from Grant Morrison and Annie Kubert's um, 2006 um, graphic storyline, Batman storyline, Batman and Son. This is right around the time. Um, before um, Final Crisis, where Batman died, uh, you can't mm-hmm. see me doing air quotes. Um, <laughs> he, he died, but they're there. They are quote unquote there. Yeah, um, and it's like right around the time Dick becomes Batman. Um, right around the time Final, uh, not Final Crisis, after Final Crisis, go right into um, Battle of the Cow. Which is one of my favorite uh, comic book storylines. Um, it, it's basically forcing Dick to become Batman. And future spoilers, that's actually the one of the main storylines in Batman: Bad Blood. But we're not going to spoil that. We'll just wait till we get to that. Yeah, not yet, not yet. Um, but Grant Morrison, I'm just right off the bat. Grant Morrison is one of my favorite uh, writers, and this is not one of this is um, one of the many animated features that was adapted. From Grant Morrison, he also had um, Superman. Oh, how am I blanking that one? Um, it's the one where he he knows he was gonna die within the week. It's the one because he was had too much radiation. Oh, oh, oh. how can I? Damn it! How can I? How can I forget about that one? I own <laughs> that one. Apparently, semi easily. I know. Oh man. But yes, that one. No, I've got to look for it. Even (laughs) All-Star Superman. It's going to keep you awake at night otherwise. All-Star Superman. There you go. (laughs) Um, And it was, that was adapted in an animated feature um, that came out around, it it ran from 2005 to 2008. Everybody's going to be like, how does this tie into this? It doesn't, Mm -hmm. it really doesn't. (laughs) <laughs> the only connect, the only thing that's connecting is um, Grant Morrison. Um, I would love to see Grant Morrison actually tackle an animated feature, <laughs> a DC animated feature. He's 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 the editor in chief and the now the new owner of Heavy Metal Magazine. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's currently writing Green Lantern um, for DC. Ooh. So, um, so if you, and he also helped revive besides. Um, uh, oh shit! The lead singer of My Chemical Romance. Um, oh, um, Jared Way. Jared Jared Way, yeah. Yeah, Gerard Way. 
Um, he was also one of the people who brought back Doom Patrol. Right, right. I heard heard that. But that's the slight tangents <laughs> that you have encountered, ladies and gentlemen, my people. <laughs> that is the, the first tangent of the night. <laughs> yeah, but we're going to go right into trivia instead of moving it into the end. Um, this is a follow-up, not a sequel to Justice League War. Um, it's also, like we said, based off the New 52 continuity. Um, this is the, like I said before, this is the second DC animated original movie based on um, Grant Morrison, which we said before, which is All-Star Superman. Mm -hmm. um, Bruce Thomas, who voices Commissioner Gordon and Ubu, played the live-action Batman in a short-lived, in the short-lived, um, well, Warner Brothers slash CW series, Birds of Prey. Oh, really? Yeah. Which, oh. Is, kind of, which is cool. So he went from being Batman. Well, here's the thing. You couldn't tell. He, he was in the suit, but they shadowed out the face every time they showed Batman in Birds of Prey. I remember that shit as a, as a freaking... I was a, oh, man, I was a teenager when Birds of Prey came out. Uh-huh. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> You're still not that old, man. I'll be 35 in two weeks. You're two still not weeks. that old, man. Eh. But um, he played Batman, and he did Batman as well, and on the OnStar commercials when OnStar was a thing. Um, <laughs> like like we said before, this is loosely based on Grant Morrison's and Andy Kubert's Batman story arc, titled Batman and Son. Although Deathstroke has no involvement in that story, the Joker did make an opening appearance, but he did not return until the infamous Pro story, which is said to be have, which was an inspiration um, to Heath Ledger. Um, oh, okay. I'll say this: Damien fucked up. He, Damien was not scared of Joker. Mm -hmm. He beat the shit out of <laughs> Damien. Beat the hell out of Joker. <laughs> and guess what? What weapon? Uh, with what? A crowbar. Ha! <laughs> oh, that's uh, that that's pretty ironic. He said, "I'm not Jason Todd." Ha! <laughs> okay, that was a direct. Yeah, okay, that's super direct. That. Is how fucked up Damien is. Damien don't give two. Damien only cares about technically three people: Hound, the dog, Bruce, and Dick. There's yeah. three people he cares about. That's com. This is comic book Damien though. Mm -hmm. um, animated movie Damien. Uh, we'll, we'll He's a real him. dick in this. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. He, he, here's the thing. He was he was taught by Raish and Talia Al Ghul. Yeah, it makes sense. It's it really does make sense when when you see it, but then it's, it still doesn't help uh, detract from the fact that you're just like, damn. Like, if Bruce wasn't such a good guy, he could be a massive asshole. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, like I said before, the story, but a more condensed instead of me rambling. The story for this film is based on what was would serve as the beginning of the story arc of writer Grant Morris's epic run. On the title of the same name, but reversed. Uh, Morrison's story would run for seven years, which was which is one of the longest anyone who wrote on a Batman not on a title, and progressed over across several different titles, covering the depth of Batman arc, which led directly to, to Final Crisis, which I have. So if you want to borrow it, you can. And um, rebooted Batman and Robin series that saw Dick Grayson taking up the cow as um, Batman and Damian continue to serve as Robin. And that Final Crisis, I'll tell you this, right quick. Final Crisis is like holy shit. Um, is what they do to a beloved Superman the animated series character that was technically not in the comic books up until this point. What happens mm -hmm. to this beloved Superman character is just like, I can't believe you did this, Grant Morrison. <laughs> like he, it, it really. If you watch, if you, if, ladies and gentlemen, if you watch Superman the animated series, and you read Final Crisis, you're going to be like, you're gonna, you're gonna legit get either mad or you're gonna get sad by the end of the title. Um, <laughs> <laughs> next on the trivia, Monica, Monica Bacharin, Mer, Monica, Morena Bacharin, and Sean Mayer have both been together in the 2002 television series Firefly. They follow their co um, the co-star 
Nathan Fillion, who is this universe's Green um, Lantern, mm-hmm. who played Malcolm Reynolds. Both um, actors, like I said, guest starred, but they also guest starred on other DC shows. Monica Bacharin has played Leslie Thompson in Gotham, and she voiced Black Canary in Justice League. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Sean Mayer played um, Mark Schaefer Shrapnel on Arrow. Damn, so yeah, everything like kind of comes back at a certain point, whether it's the uh, the live action or the, the animated universe. Yep. Huh. Um, in the film, Dick Grayson appears as Nightwing, while in the comic books, Tim Drake was the one who was Robin at the time. Um, in addition, and to help keeping things simple for the DC movie animated universe, the existence of Jason Todd and Tim Drake um, as previous Robins after Dick Grayson's retirement was removed entirely to change to um, Damien being the only person who replaced Dick Grayson as Robin. Oh, wow. I didn't I didn't realize that they had actually done that, but that makes a lot of sense because you don't really hear mention of them before anyways. Yeah, and that's why... And I it would make sense, too. Yeah, that's why... That... <laughs> I don't want to go into rate reviewing it just yet, but that is one of the reasons why I dislike the animated movie verse. There's a lot of heroes and characters they omit out of this universe. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't see Black Canary. We don't see Green Arrow. Um, we don't see Hawk Girl, but we got Hawk Man. Um, we got, uh, you get to Justice League Dark. Um, um, I'm not going to, uh, there's characters. Notable Justice League characters introduced into that movie verse, with no introduction to them in previous Justice League animated films, and we just have to accept it. Um, so that's why I'm going to be harsh on every single of these animated features just right off the bat. Like, what? And I already already started off right off the bat giving. Two, uh, two out of five on the first, first two ones. <laughs> <laughs> um, the cartoon that was uh, well, that was on when Ralph, um, Alfred was watching was Looney Tunes, right? Um, in the film, did Grayson? Okay, we already said that. Um, Monica Bacharin and Sean Mayer okay, said Firefly and Serenity. Um, and also, co-star Summer Glau voiced Supergirl. In the made for uh, in the DC animated film Superman Batman Apocalypse, which took place four years before this, no, and it's um separate because Tim Daly and Kevin Conroy voiced Batman and Superman in that. Oh, okay. Um, the film was released two years after Dark Knight Rises, which uh, Marion Cotillard played Miranda Tate's um Taya Al Ghul. Mm-hmm. I remember that. And also, I can't believe this had to be stated, uh, Marion Cotillard was not offered to provide the voice of Talia al Ghul. She <laughs> only played her in Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. I don't know why they had to, like, preface that. I'm like, okay. I, I don't think a... I think if someone of her stature would do it, but she was not going to. Because mm-hmm. I mean, it's Marion Cotillard. Right. The only movie she scared me in was. Um, oh, God damn it. I had it, I literally had it in my head, and now it's gone. It's the one with Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, wait. I'm trying to remember which one had Tom Hardy and Leonardo DiCaprio. It was, oh, fuck. Damn it. <laughs> oh, this is that. Uh, this is the second tangent, ladies and gentlemen. I know it's the second tangent, but oh my god. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going right into the block. At the headquarters of the League of Assassins, Rachel Ghoul grooms Damian Wayne, his son, from Talia Ghoul and Batman, to succeed him as the head of the League, heir of the demon. The League is attacked by a group of assassins led by Slade Wilson. Rachel Gould's initial choice for a successor before meeting Batman during the um, battle, Raish is defeated and fatally burned. Which is like, alright, this is Rachel Gould and he loses against Deathstroke. Look, I understand yeah. Deathstroke 
as the be all end all badass assassins, but come on. Mm-hmm. Really? It's like it does seem like a kind of unceremonious way to go out. Especially for somebody who had revived himself with the Lazarus Pit as much as he did. Yeah, but he, he literally died right before he can reach the Lazarus Pit. Yep. Damien stabs Slade in his right eye during the battle, forcing him to flee. Talia takes Damien to Gotham City to meet his father, Bruce, and asks for his protection. Which he mm-hmm. instantly is like, I don't need your damn protection. Yeah. Like, fuck you mean? I can take care of myself. And he tells the saying, like, let me drive the Batmobile. I would yeah. be like, boy. Like Cradles. Boy. <laughs> like, get the hell out of here. Meanwhile, in Gotham, Batman confronts Killer Croc, who is stealing mutagen chemicals and steroids to enhance himself. That is the last thing you need Killer Croc to juice himself. Yeah. He's the last fucking person. Ugh. Um. Batman is uh, is ambushed by Croc before um, Talia electrocutes Croc from behind. She tells Batman about her father's death and leave his son in his care, which shocked the shit out of Bruce. Literally, she's like, your son. He's like, Mm -hmm. our what? Yeah. That's when he went black for a quick second. He's like, like, wait, what? Oh, no, 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 no. He's like, wait, my my kid what? (laughs) And then especially with future spoiler in the future spoiler within here, when they get to Wayne Towers and he said, I will own this one day. Yeah. Boy, I just knew you all the five minutes. You are not getting my billion dollars. Yeah. He's just like, Well, this is gonna be mine at some point. It's like, what the fuck? Like Like hell no, this shit's going right to Dick Grayson. My real son. <laughs> Damn. Future spoiler. <laughs> Oh shit! That it well, it's legit. Everybody knows Bruce cares more about Dick than he does everyone else. Oh yeah, it's like, it makes comes, sense. It was without question. Except and no one's gonna Dick. blame him for that. Yeah, and Dick don't want the money anyway, so yeah, and that's why he should get it. No, <laughs> uh, well, once again, future spoiler. We're not gonna talk about that about Dick Grayson mm-hmm. just yet, but. Um, where I left off at. Though Damien believes that he can take care of himself um, and does not need the Batman, Slade is now calling himself Deathstroke. He captures Dr. Kurt Langstrom, which is technically the first time since... Ooh, first time in a long time we see um, Dr. Kurt Langstrom in any form of DC animated film, um, any DC animated anything. Technically, the last time he was seen was the Batman back around 2004. Huh. Wow. Um, and then sometime after this um, Batman Arkham Knight um, Kurt Langstrom Man Bat is finally shown <laughs> I did not I did not get scared when he like when Batman climbs up and he when he's climbing up on the ledge Man Bat just pops out of nowhere I legit saw a dude on Twitch screen huh. I was like dude and it was unnecessary for that screen what the hell? Anywho, <laughs> it was Kurt Langstrom who conspired with both Croc and Raish, promising the latter the formula for his soldiers. So if it wasn't for Kurt Langstrom, Croc wouldn't be juicing. Hmm. Like seriously, what? The, like you can't. You, hey, you can't to take, the point to where he has a tail now. Yep. Um, and then on top of that, Ben. Yeah, Batman's whipping y'all asses. Like, just take the L, alright? Just take the L, go to Arkham, break out, and just and just lay low for a minute. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's my advice to all the rogues, the, all the Batman rogues. Just take the L, break out of prison, kill a couple of guards, and just, just hide out. Yeah. Like, what the it's fuck? like, Ar- Arkham is basically like vacation for you guys at this point. No, I, know. <laughs> I know. Like, what the fuck? Um... <laughs> um Slade threatens to kill uh, Dr. Lundstrom's wife, Francine, who also becomes Man Bat, but not in this, or in any other DC animated feature. It's just one and done with these people. And his daughter, Rebecca, to enforce, which is added on. They never had no fucking kid in any of it. The nerd is coming out. Let me stop. <laughs> Your nerd is showing. Yep. 
um, and his daughter Rebecca to force him to create the man-bat formula for him. Damon bypasses the Wayne Tower security to speak to Bruce, telling him that Deathstroke contact Ubu um, is stationed in Gotham. Although Damon wants to avenge Rachel Gould by killing Deathstroke, Bruce objects to Damon's willingness to take lives, which is a bit, which will be a common theme in most of Batman's films that features him and Damien. Yeah. And a little bit of um, Justice League. Basically, it becomes, I'm going to kill this guy. Don't kill that guy. But I want to kill this guy. Don't kill that guy. Aww. (laughs) That is one of the big things that's um, also in the comic book because Batman only spent so much with Damien up until Final Crisis. Mm. It was mainly Dick dealing with Damien just like wanted to take people out. Yeah. So it was like they mainly pulling from they just taking something that Dick Grayson had to deal with and gave it to Bruce. But time Bruce came back from the dead once again, quoting air quotes because he wasn't technically dead. But by the time Bruce came back, Damien was already mellowed out. Mm-hmm. The only thing Damien was pissed off about was like, no, you should just stop being Batman and let Dick keep on doing it. I spent the majority of my time with Dick as Batman. Mm-hmm. Like so, those, those I like those um, Batman and Robin books with um, Dick and Damien as um, Batman and Robin. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's really fun. Um, Grant Morrison, I think, only did up to like I want to say twelve issues, and then it became so, someone else took over. If I remember, mm. then I, it became somebody else's issue. Uh... Basically, he, like we said before, he did it up to seven years. Mm-hmm. The only that's a long the, ass time. Yep, I think the only person that surpassed um Grant Morrison I would say Scott Snyder I think I want to say yeah. I think Scott Snyder did more issues I mean they get more um more years and more issues than Grant Morrison I, if I if I remember correctly that sounds right but continuing on once again Talia is captured by Deathstroke like seriously whatever Talia is captured by Deathstroke when she and her assassins attack his compound yeah Oh, that how the kidnapping has turned. Yep, and you failed in his trap. Bat, um, going against Batman's orders, Bat, Damien leaves the Batcave and goes after a chase. After a long, drawn-out fight, Damien defeats Ubu, who he lo- is lo- who he located, um, accesses the back computer before Damien can actually give the killing blow. Nightwing comes and saves the day. And mistakes Damien for a criminal and subdues him before bringing him back to the Batcave, which is totally fucking funny. Yeah. Like, Damien thinks he's the Billy, big Billy badass and he could beat anybody, and Dick mm-hmm. would just really just, like, kick his ass. Yeah. Like, he kept the saying about the fight. Your anger, like, legit, your anger is getting to you. Yeah. Like, if you just, like, calm down and go with the flow, you could probably best me. Yeah. But also, it's like that anger blinds you to what you're able to fight with yeah. or how you're able to fight. Also, side note, tangent. This is a callback in a way to injustice. When you find out how Dick Grayson died, Damien little fucking attitude tossed his baton, hit Dick upside the head, Dick knocked out, and at the base of his neck, he falls on a boulder, snaps it, and dies instantly. Ooh. I forgot that's how he died in Injustice. Mm-hmm. Because of little Damien's little funky-ass attitude. That's... And you want to know where people... That's where the anger for Damien came from. You are... You thrusting upon a kid who's right from the get-go is an asshole. Mm-hmm. And it is amplified here in Son of Batman. And then you put him in other things and he's just uber-fucking-annoying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like... Technically, the first voice of a gig for night for Damien is injustice. If you really, if you really look at, it. but we get adult Damien in injustice posing as Nightwing. Boy, you not take off that suit. <laughs> I w- continue on. Uh, smack him upside the head with a baton. <laughs> nah. I- Nah, I'm not gonna do Shazam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put. I'm gonna make sure I'm gonna put it right there. Shazam. 
Um, <laughs> Batman berates. Actually, he goes after Damien for his recklessness and wanted to kill, exposing their operation. Batman then tells Damien um, that donning the Robin mantle to teach him his um, to teach him discipline. Searching for a lead to Langstrom's location, Batman goes to Arkham to interrogate Killer Croc, who, who then supplies the mutagen to Langstrom in exchange for enhancements and is currently going through an agonizing withdrawal um, that caused him to shed his scales and his tail falls off. <laughs> this is where, right off bat, the bat, um, the progression of how the extent of how violent they can get in these animated features. It started with, it's technically started with Flashpoint. We see a little bit of it in War. And we're getting like, it's, it's steadily building throughout these animated features. And mm-hmm. for someone who, like myself, seen just uh, Apocalypse War, yeah, we'll get to Apocalypse War in about four weeks. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> we'll get there. Um, since the others are too afraid of to medicate him without being harmed, Batman promises Croc to help in exchange for information. Batman follows Croc's lead about the formula and muta- um, the mutagen to Langstrom's apartment, where he finds a throwing star that he then takes for evidence um, of Deathstroke's involvement. Before he leaves, he goes throughout the building and finds a storage room filled with caged bats, with one larger with one large empty cage and it breaks open from the inside Batman then finds a crazed gorilla with bat-like mutations one of Langstrom's unstable subjects and it attacks him until it dies from the mutagen um, a drone aircraft sent by Deathstroke fly past and crashes into the building destroying it but Batman evades I mean come on it's Batman yeah it's like he ain't gonna die from that Commissioner Gordon warns them about an abandoned stadium believed to house Deathstroke's men. This is also Commissioner Gordon's first appearance in DC animated feature, as um, in the DC this connective DC animated feature. Mm-hmm. Um, he was omitted in. Here's the thing, though, and this is where uh, I will leave it for the review. Okay. Holy shit! Excuse me. Uh, the at the stadium, Batman and Damien questions Langstrom, but are attacked by. They are attacked, and this is when Damien becomes more violent than he is before. Mm-hmm. Before they successfully escape, they fight off a swarm of man bats. Technically, half man bat, half ninja. So ninja man bats. Just, just in case it wasn't enough, you know, what is a hat on a hat? Ninja bats. There we go. Ninja bats. <laughs> in the cave, Langstrom reveals that Deathstroke's plan is to create a superhuman flight-capable assassins. While Nightwing worked with Langstrom on the antidote, Batman and Damien rescue their family. Batman guesses that Talia has been abducted when he finds evidence of her torture in an empty cell, which he keeps from Damien to not set them off. They find and rescue Langstrom's family, but Batman is unaware that, Damien, um, that Deathstroke challenged Damien to a fight in exchange for Talia's life. Through a video device he gave Langstrom's daughter in exchange for sparing them. Both Langstrom's um, daughter and Deathstroke's video, um, they, damn, this, well, <laughs> tell not to involve Batman in their fight. Night, um, Nightwing learns that Deathstroke is operating in an oil rig off the Scottish coast, and that's when Batman is distracted. Damien goes to the rig on his own, he finds Deathstroke and his mother Talia in an underwater base with a swarm of ninja man bats. Or assassin man bats. Eh, I know, I like ninja bats. Yeah, ninja bats I think works. Ninja bats. Um, ninja bats, go! <laughs> and <Sorry>. another Lazar <laughs> Pit um, who's fluid um, pretty much excuse me mm, sinuses <laughs> Sinuses, you know, they're in my stomach. Deathstroke is planning to use the Lazarus Pit to sell on the black market. By this point, Deathstroke and Damien goes into a drawn out long out drawn out long ass fight. 
but Batman appears and the man the man bat ninjas the bat ninjas <laughs> attacks Batman <laughs> wards them off with a sonar emitting batarang which has been used in the Arkham games the sonar emitting batarangs um, while Deathstroke flees giving um, with Damien giving the chase Batman heals Talia in the Lazarus pit because she was stabbed mm-hmm. um while Nightwing and Langstrom reach the oil rig and cure the man bats, which technically, I think Nightwing killed those guys. He, I mean, he they, they're like mutagens, right? But still, he, he's turning them back to human when he's shooting them from the air. They're falling yeah. back down to Earth. I don't. Some may fall in the ocean. Yeah, that's fine. But some of them, not so lucky. But even then, like falling from that height into the ocean, it's still basically hitting the pavement. Yeah. <laughs> be uh, yeah. Nightwing be like nighty night forever. <laughs> ah, damn. Um, at the same time, Damien fights and defeats Deathstroke, but refuses to kill him because he is his father's son. About time. It took you only about an hour. <laughs> it only took you like 80% of this film I know the elevator from the rig um, to the underwater base is destroyed when the man the man, when the ninja bats overwhelmed <laughs> by the sonar devices overcrowds the glass elevator shaft flooding the base Batman, Natalia and Damien escape but Deathstroke is left behind Batman believes that Damien should stay with him and remain as Robin while Taya still wishes to recreate the league with Batman who would rather disband the league and um, and Damien at her side. She declares to let um, let him care for their son and leaves with the League of Assassins, though she will return for him. Future spoilers, she will return for him. Yeah. <laughs> As the credits roll, we see a fight between Damien and Nightwing played throughout the credits. And we all know who's the victor. I mean, it was Nightwing. Come on. Yeah. It's like he's not gonna lose to Damien right now. No. Once, um, one scene we forgot to mention when Ty revealed how their son was conceived. Ah, yes, the we, uncomfortableness there. We we said it once and we said it again. Um, I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Rape is rape. Yeah, straight up. Like, well, you were there, but you weren't really there. Yeah. <laughs> so. Consent, it's real. Look it up. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. She drugged Batman. Oh, yeah, totally. She drugged him. But that's still, like, not consent. <laughs> no. Hell no. All right. Um, the voice cast for this. Once again, returning for the voice of Batman for the third time, Jason Omar as Bruce Wayne Batman, Stuart Allen in his first appearance as Damian Wayne Robin, Criminal Minds actor who we mentioned before in the previous episode, Thomas Gibson, as the voice of Slade Wilson Deathstroke. Hmm. Like we said before, Mon- Morena Bakarin. Oh, I'm not gonna rewatch Firefly. She is just. <laughs> uh, is she is she one of your favorite characters in Firefly? Oh yeah. Come on, who does not like her in Firefly? True, true. Good point. Ben McKenzie, you lucky some bitch. <laughs> You're some of my bitch. Sean Mayer, Dick Grayson, Nightwing. David McCallum from NCIS, NCIS. Um, and the original actor from A Man From U.N.C.L.E. Playing Alfred Pennyworth. I legit worry every year. Like Betty White. We worry if she's like, we lost Stanley. Yeah. R.I.P. We still got Betty White here. But David McCallum has been acting for like years. I keep on like, all right, I hope he's alive. I hope he's alive. And then when I see him in these animated features, I'm like, all right, he's still with us. Yeah, <laughs> he, he's a good, he's a good Alfred. Yeah, yeah, I I liked his portrayal of it. Uh, Gina Carlo Esposito from Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad and School Days, um, Spike Lee's School Days. That's what I know him from. And he's also in The Mandalorian Season 1, at the end of Season 1 and Season 2. Spoilers for that, I don't really care. <laughs> um, he voices Ra's al Ghul. And this is not his first DC animated feature. 
um, Gina Carla Esposito has done, um, ma well, mainly Justice League. Um, I don't know who's Diane Michelle, but she she voiced Francine Langstrom, Fred Tescatore, iconic voice actor. He mm -hmm. is Winston in um, Overwatch. Okay. Um, he's he's fucking everything. He's got a very prolific career and background. Yeah, but in this, he is Waylon Jones, Killer Croc. Bruce Thomas, that we mentioned before, is James Gordon and Ubu. And Starfire herself, Kari Walgren, who also voices some at sometimes Hardy Quinn, is Rebecca Langstrom. Another iconic voice actor, D. Bradley Baker, voices the Joker in a cameo. And <laughs> the Ninja Bats commandos. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that was his voice for that too. Yeah, he we D Bradley Baker, he he knows he's one of the few actors who can do those monster voices. Yeah, he does them really well. Um he's also, if I remember correctly, he's the voice of Dexter's father in Dexter's laboratory. Wait, really? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. I gotta yeah. look up that dude's IMDb again, because it's like, I've, I'm familiar with him from, like, a lot of stuff, but that still, like, blows my mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I was, like, I was watching Batman Brave and the Bold. Fuck, I'm watching Brave and the Bold after this episode. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna play Final Fantasy VII, but then, it, D, this is the second time D. Bradley Baker's voicing the Joker, because he did hit his voice in Brave and the Bold. Mm -hmm. But the reason why I I always, he, like I say, he voiced Dexter's father. So when I heard him voice Joker, I was like, what the fuck? That's Dexter's dad. Huh. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. He's really good. But he does it like, I, yeah. I, it's like a callback to Cesar Ramon as the Joker. Mm -hmm. The way how he laughs. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. I like, could see that. So it's like, his Joker is like a combination of Cesar Ramon and I want to say a little bit of Mark Hamill, but he still makes it his own. Mm -hmm. Especially well, he's always he's always been very good about taking like a live action performance or uh, like another actor's performance and then adapting it in his own style. Yeah, like he's he's done that even with like um, with like Rex and and uh, the clone troopers in in Star Wars and all that. He's he's like made it his very own. While still trying to emulate the live action, um, I'm blanking the actor's name right now. But the person who played Tamara Morrison. Thank you. Yes, like he he does a good way. He does his own version of his voice, but in a way that's still distinct enough to where you can tell it is his work. Yeah. Um, and now we get to the review portion. Dun dun dun. Um, <laughs> to give a call back. I gave um, Justice League Flashpoint a 2 out of 5. Christian gave it a 3 out of 5. I gave Justice League War, once again, a 2 out of 5. Um, I did not... I don't think I got yours. What was that? I had, uh, I had said War was a tentative 3.5, I think. 3.5. Yeah. I think that's what I put War at. Out of 5. All right. I'll let you go first. What did you think of Son of Batman? Son of Batman overall, I they continued in the style that I like, the art style. That's always a big plus for me. Um, I, I did have some issues with not getting to see certain um, characters kind of included. But n now that you were saying that like certain ones they just straight up didn't even write in, that makes a lot of sense now. <laughs> Um, so that that part is disappointing for me. That's definitely going to take away like a point. But as far as um, like setting up the the relationship between Damien and Bruce very early and very distinctly, um, I, I very much enjoyed out of this movie. And then plus, this is like the the, the fight scenes keep getting better for me. <laughs> like as we continue through these. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the choreography behind it is great. And I did really also like the interpretation of... Um, even though he seemed very un underpowered in this, 
uh, Ra's al Ghul and Talia al Ghul. Like, the way they portray their character traits, I very much enjoyed. So I think with this one, I want to put it at a four. I, I really want to put it at a four, but I still... I'm not sure exactly what it is, honestly. I can't pin it down if it's specifically, like, how annoying sometimes uh, Damien can be. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know if that's enough, but that sometimes feels like it's enough for me to bump it down to a three. Not because it's, like... And, and not because it's not, like, a good performance of it, just that I feel like they leaned a little too heavily on that in this interpretation of the story. Him being a dick. Him being a dick, yeah. I don't know what it was, but for some reason, that that kind of made me enough to where I was like, I don't know if it's more telling of me, like, thinking of the plot or the movie itself, but I'm not sure if I can separate those two at the moment. It's just like, the plot is the movie, and... To me, it felt kind of like it felt kind of heavy handed when they were talking or when they were portraying Damien specifically as like this, this kid that that is so gifted out of, you know, even though he was trained from like a super early age to kill because he was raised in the in the league. um, Like you could tell that he's still super smart and that certain things he would be able to like he should be able to understand certain things with how smart he acts sometimes. But it's kind of like they play him more angry for just anger's sake, like angst's sake. Uh, it just For this, they had to adapt. Um, they, you, now, we, we said before, not everything is going to be 100% adapted like off, the, um, off the comic. Mm-hmm. The, the elements of the comic, um, Batman and Son, is in here. Um, but it's just reading Damien in the comic book as opposed to seeing um, his animation I feel Damien in the comics is more subdued yes he has those anger tendencies but it's not amplified to 100 in his anime, yeah. like he is in his animated features um, he does, like you said he does get annoying he, he really gets annoying um, the fact that Jason and Tim are t- totally omitted out of omitted out of this. Um, it, it's not really the bad family to me. Yeah, and, it doesn't feel like the full thing. And then when you add in, and I'm not gonna um, mention the future spoilers, but when you add in two characters in future films, that I felt there should have been one. Yes, it makes sense for one, but the other. Just because you have an iconic character, you don't need to include that iconic character's son. Yeah. <laughs> um, those two characters um, could have... One of that character could have been out and could have brought Tim in. You could just say Tim was doing something on his own. Yeah, like, you didn't even have to mention Jason Todd or anything. Just that, like, at least that they exist. Yeah. Um, but that's why we got Young Justice. In a way, technically... Damien has not been introduced in Young Justice, and I'm hearing rumblings that Damien would be introduced in um, Young Justice at some point of season four, whenever the hell that comes out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Tam will become Red Robin in this yeah. series, um, which is a natural progression. Which I like. At, here's the thing: I'm looking back at it, I like Young Justice more than um, than what we have here overall. This is like right now, right thinking about it because the subtle progression of adult how adult um, young justice became mm-hmm. is not so overt than it is here yeah like it was subtle like it, it wasn't like thrown in your face like this oh we're not edgy because we're now we're gonna be pg-13 we're not strangled with the constraints of being pg yeah and that's the funny thing too it it feels like a natural progression because of the nature of the story yeah it is young justice it is like kind of maturing with the like as the storytelling matures so do the characters yeah um so when you get and then let me just say this right off the bat i do not like how the way fucking dick grayson looks when he's in civilian clothing (laughs) it looks like a fucking gigolo (laughs) i mean haven't we already established that basically he is though like what the fuck and then one and Starfire in this, what the fuck, like, <laughs> like what? It 
Seriously. They they totally screwed up Dick and Star in this. <laughs> but I digress. Besides how they look and how they act and how they portray. It's just <laughs> <sighs> that that's gonna get that is really gonna get to me. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna put before before we go too far from it. Yeah. I'm gonna put my rating at I'm gonna put it at three point five again. Okay. Three point five for you. Um, now, besides Dick and Starfire, how they look, um, and how their relationship is portrayed, um, that one is that that is going to happen. Because I mean, like we said, Dick Grayson is the male hull of the DC universe. Yeah, he is. He, he he taps anything that moves. Well, almost anything. He can't get he can't get Batwoman, <laughs> but it doesn't stop him from flirting. Right. Um, there is no it's future sport with with Nightwing is future sport so we're not gonna um, okay I'm not, I might I I wait to those when we get to those features and I might those features I'm not gonna let that uh, affect the the scoring of this one um for me I'm giving it a two point five okay um consistent art style I really like once again I don't have a problem with the voice cast. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I take that back. I don't think Sean Mayer should have voiced Dick Grayson. Really? Okay. I, I really, I really felt he, Sean Mayer. He could have been anyone else. I seriously, mm-hmm. he could have been. I would have rather. It would have been ironic to have him as the Green Arrow of the DC animated movie verse. Because <laughs> he played a villain in Arrow. Like yeah. Ma- like Morena Bakker and she is Dr. Leslie Thompson's Topkins in um Gotham, what it was going on at the same time as um Son of Batman. And she voiced Ju- uh, in Justice League Black Canary. Mm-hmm. So her flipping over to be a villain in anim- in the animated movie verse sort of makes sense. I feel I feel casting wise Sean Mayer should have been Green. If they would have added in Green Arrow into this movie verse, well, maybe that's why they didn't put him as, as that. Only because they don't have him in here. Because I'm like, and, and I also think the reason why Green Arrow was not used in any of these animated features because of Arrow. I mean, would that have been a licensing infringement? Which makes no sense because DC owns Arrow. Yeah, and think about it. This is at the time where certain characters were restricted for certain things. So just mm-hmm. because Arrow was being used for a live action TV, he probably couldn't have been used in other um, animations. Like it took um, so like for the CW when they did their animated shorts. Mm-hmm. And Stephen Amell was doing was voicing Green Arrow. That was specifically for the Arrowverse to connect each seasons to each um, each thing. So they could tell you like, oh, this is what happened when the show was not on. Yeah, it was a direct like it was a direct tie-in. Yeah, um, and that his one well, not technically two cameos in the Lego Batman series as Green Arrow. So. He's the only per- technically, yeah. He's the only person in the Arrowverse to voice the Green Arrow outside of doing the TV show. Which I would treat him as the Kevin Conroy for Green Arrow. If I had, if I was doing the DC animated Movieverse and we was doing uh-huh. Justice League, Stephen Amell would return as Arrow. <laughs> Except for he'll be called Green Arrow. Because future Instead spoiler, of era. yeah. Because future spoiler, Matt Ryan has been playing Constantine since technically since twenty. I want to say Constantine, the TV show came out in twenty. I want to say twenty fifteen. I want to say twenty fifteen. Constantine came out the TV show. Hmm. So Matt Ryan has been playing them for a long time already, mm-hmm. and he said, "I don't care if it's a movie, a cartoon, or a TV show." Constantine is mine. All right, <laughs> and Stephen Amell said the same thing. So if you present to him animated Green Arrow, 
uh-huh. and he doesn't have to do all the running and gunning anymore. Uh huh. Just like voice him. Just voice him. Yeah, just voice him. He'll be on it real quick. But I digress. Because I went on a tangent on my review. <laughs> you went on a Green Arrow tangent. Which I, I, is, I legit is very yeah. common. No, I'm serious. Because I, I, I seriously feel when you take out characters that have connected, so connected to these stories, it hampers it. Yeah. And yes, we have cherry bombs popping in our respective neighborhoods. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure you can hear mine as well. Yep. Um, yes, the runtime of an hour and 14 minutes is nice and tight. But they could have just added more. Mm-hmm. Let's get to an hour 45 or an hour 30. Yeah, that's that's the thing I'm noticing with a lot of these. It's like if they had only given like remember we were saying this with war too. Mm-hmm. It's like if they had only given it maybe like an extra 15 20 minutes, it probably could have been it could have included enough of those like rounding scenes yeah. to where it would all kind of translate together or not translate together, but like you could have a more cohesive story in general. Yeah. With that. But with the short the the short run time, I I would give it. Nah, I'm gonna give it a two point five. Okay. A two point five. Um, it is is it's getting better. I, I only like the reason why it gets a two point five. I like the story because of Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. The animation continues to be great, um, and the runtime is nice. Like it's a nice and tight, except for for me. It's the taking out of two iconic characters, which is Jason Todd and um, Tim Drake, who are so tightly ingrained in the storyline, including Barbara Gordon. Right. Um, you take those people out, and including at this time, Bruce and fucking Catwoman should have been a, a couple by this point, but she's not introduced until further on into this um, animated movie verse. Who are they gonna take out next, Alfred? <laughs> well, you really shouldn't think about it. But that's a future spoiler for another time. Thank you for listening to this episode. Um, this new review. Um, amidst of everything that's going on, like like we always say before, stay safe, take care, stay indoors if you can. Um, we will in the main episode of GCR we'll have a list of charities you can um, donate to amidst everything that's going on and with that Christian uh, join us everybody next week for Thrones of Atlantis and I was going to say to the Batcave damn you ruined, uh, you ruined damn it, it.